and welcome to Making the Masses Media Ministry Afternoon Bible Study and Prayer. I'm your host, Evangelist Portion Michael, and we're bringing on another video today. One of the books that I read, the author is John Finn. I want you to hear a view that he has. Does God judge individuals? So I'm going to sit back today and I'm going to probably listen once again. I listened this morning, but I wanted to bring this to you to give you a little treat today. Listen like him. Because it's going to be from his video, like him, take it into your notes and study it. Love you all today. I'm going to go to opening prayer. And then, I think he says a prayer at the end. Lord, let them listen to what Brother Finn has to say. Because there's a lot that we can learn from different teachers. But today I want them to hear this. Because does God judge individuals? It's a good teaching, Lord, and I pray that they enjoy it. sisters of God, please listen to this video. Give it a thumbs up if you like it. Go to his site. It's on there. And uh, we will series on Revelation. Love you. God bless. Be blessed. And Church Without Walls International, let me uh, adjust this camera a little bit. John Finn, Church Without Walls International. C-W-O-W-I dot O-R-G. And you can go there to our website, sign 
weekly thoughts, which is the weekly comes out every Friday. Uh, you can sign up for our next Zoom web meeting. September 25th of 2020. Uh, you can find out information about our conference in uh, Broken Arrow, Oklahoma, a suburb of Tulsa, October 8th through 11th. Uh, there are videos, articles, of implementing the teachings of Jesus and our walk with the Lord into our own lives. And so that's why I do these. Now, today asking the question, are you guilty of emotional reasoning? Now, the reason I ask that is because emotional reasoning is rampant throughout uh, culture today. And let me define that for you. Let me show you some examples in scripture and then give you some tips uh, on, on <laughs> pulling back from emotional reasoning. Now, what is emotional reasoning? Emotional reason, reasoning is a process in, that distorts reality. It is a process that says what I feel more real and the evidence that I have before me. Now, for instance, you see this among Christians. I don't feel saved, therefore I'm not saved. Now, a person who would say that would say, yes, I believe in Jesus. Yes, I love the Lord. Yes, I've seen answered prayer in my life, but I don't feel like I'm saved, therefore I must not be saved. That's emotional reasoning. It, it, it it distorts reality. It, it the emotions uh, take precedent over the empir empirical facts. The the uh, um, the uh, the the evidence that would I'm not. I don't feel good. God is close to me uh, as I used to. Jesus says, I'll never leave you nor forsake you. First John 2.27 says, the anointing which you've received of him is a truth and is lie. It always is not a lie and it always stays with you, etc., etc. You have Christ in you, the hope of glory. Anybody who's concerned They worship, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. They just don't feel close to God. Therefore, they must not be saved, or therefore he must have moved away, or they've done something wrong. That's emotional reasoning. The evidence says that nothing has changed, but the person of not taking charge of their emotions and their thought processes. You know, 2 Corinthians chapter 10 and verse 5 says, we are to take captive our thoughts to the obedience of Christ. The word captive there is literally the word spear or spear point. It means to, to take your thoughts at the point 
carried of a spear, captive to obedience to Christ. Now that involves work. That involves effort. Let me give you an example too. In uh, uh, it, you see this in in social media all the time. You'll have uh, two candidates. You know, one of which supports whose party supports largely beliefs, okay? Um, and then you have another party that does, that is exact opposite of biblical beliefs. But because a person hates one candidate, because they offend, because they appear to be, uh, you know, offensive, and, and childlike and, and just totally ridiculous for person because emotionally they are so turned off, so offended by them. Taught, taught people how to debate the idea and the concept without taking things personal. But emotional reasoning tends to take things personal. Emotional reasoning, reasoning tends to edit out circumstances of life. For instance, again, um, perhaps a person would say, I feel fat, therefore I am fat. Now, the, the scale on in the morning may not say, may say that you're not fat. Your friends will say, oh, you're not fat. Oh, maybe a couple pounds here and there, but who can at our age? You know, something like that. But you'll take that, you'll take that, oh, you can lose maybe five pounds, you know, a couple kilos, no problem to lose. But who, you know, we're, hey, look how old we are. We, everybody's gained a little bit. And that person will edit out everything else. They'll edit out the scale, the, the other evidence. They'll edit all that out to grasp that one person who said, oh, maybe a couple pounds, maybe, maybe five pounds. And, and they, they will build a whole reality around the emotions of, oh, therefore my friend thinks I'm fat. Therefore I must do takes precedent over, over logic, over the One of the contributing factors is stress, believe it or not. Uh, 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 
when a person says, I don't feel saved, therefore I must. makes me wonder what kind of stress, what have they experienced in their life that their emotions would override what Scripture clearly says. If you believe in the Lord Jesus, uh, you'll be saved. And they are still walking with God. They're still worshiping. They're still praying and everything else, but they don't feel it. So what stress, what factors in their life have been going on that they would let their emotions and their thoughts run, run rampant instead of taking them captive spirit to obedience of Christ to the knowledge of the word. Uh, so anyway, uh, uh, you know, another thing is anger. A person will say, I'm furious with you, therefore you must have done something wrong <laughs> to offend me. You know, Example, real quick of scripture in uh, John the end of John chapter 5 and beginning of John chapter 6 Jesus had fed 5,000 men plus women and children then he set the disciples off in a boat to go to the other side while Jesus went in the mountain to pray and then later in And then John 6, 21 says, when Jesus got in the boat, immediately they were at the land where they were going. John 6, 21 is the first indicator of what we might call transporting a whole boat and crew with the disciples. Master, how did you get here? Well, he's not about to tell him that he walked on the water. And so uh, he, he, he tells him right away. He says, you're seeking me not because of any miracles or not because of anything but just because I fed you last night, he fed 5,000 men plus women and children uh, the night before. And, and so he, he tells him, he said, you're not following me for any other reason than I fed you. You're, you're getting your bellies filled. So he immediately launches into difficult parables and to separate the true believers and their motives. And, and so he knows that it's difficult. And he says things like, I'm the true bread in the wilderness. I'm to eat my flesh and drink my blood to receive eternal life. Well, by the time you get to the end of John chapter 6, it says many of his disciples are saying, 
you know, this is too hard. Uh, I, we don't understand this from verses 60 through 68. They're going like, who can understand this parable? And it says, many disciples left. You see, because emotionally they were turned off. The, the, the Lord that they had held so esteem, so high in esteem would suggest cannibalism. It was like, oh, they were just appalled at that. And, and They take one little thing, and it so turns them off. That it says many of the disciples left. And so Jesus turned to the twelve, and he said, Are you too going to leave? And Peter said this. He said, he said Where are we going to go? You have the words of eternal life. Now, what Peter did was use proper. as befuddled and just as turned off by Jesus' parable uh, of, of eating my drinking my blood that he's the, the true manna uh, as, as everybody else. But he, instead of reacting that certain unbelieving Jews who did not like Paul went down to the Agora, went down to the marketplace, and they gathered up people. And I love the King James in John 17, 5. It says, lewd fellows of the baser sort. And what that means is, if you look at it in the, in the Greek, it uses the word poneros, P-E-N-E-R-O-S, which means evil people who are there because they've been hurt. In other words, the, it's a pain and a toil. Uh, in other words, they look for people who, who could easily be stirred up, who were in pain and turmoil. Maybe they were unemployed. Why were they hanging out of the marketplace? Why, why do they have the free time to be able to riot? You know, we don't know, but people went and got to the marketplace and, and got a bunch of people and stirred them up, and then they came against Paul. You see, that was emotional reasoning very easy to manipulate people emotionally when they are used to emotional reasoning instead of logic and, and other reasoning so the point is this now that you know what it is you can identify it uh, in your own life in social media in that of your friends what would you say to your friend who is is reasoning beyond you know using emotional reasoning they don't feel like this therefore it is that they distort reality but what they feel uh rather than what they can think through logically think about that about how you can bring that person back to using logic and reason Again, 2 Corinthians 10.5 says that our battle is not against flesh and blood, but against unseen forces. And that 
We have to personally, on a daily basis, take every thought captive that would rise up against the knowledge of Christ. See, there's that basis of the knowledge of Christ. And we have to bring it captive at spear point into the obedience of Christ. And there's a whole lot of people who don't want to do that discipline, who don't want to exercise and catch themselves in that. They think, I, maybe, maybe the anointing has left me because I don't feel it. Other people stole it from me. Uh, I did something in my life to cancel the anointing. God has taken his gifts away from me. They, they feel like that. And even though chapter and verse says that's not possible, that God doesn't do that, and, and instead of looking at the evidence in Scripture, and the reality of God in their life over the course of, of years, maybe decades, uh, they let their emotions run with it. So our, our job in part of the discipleship process is learning how to take our thoughts captive to the obedience of Christ and we balance them out we make those emotions and those thoughts captive to right thinking alright hope that's been a good lesson reasoning versus logical reasoning and there is that balance to it. I hope it's been a blessing to you. God bless.